At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Beeson. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. The Avs win again. We're going to discuss that a whole bunch. Plus Joe Madden from the Joe Madden podcast. He's going to hop on, break down the NHL game tonight, and recap the Avs game from last night, and look toward game number three, and I'll continue with the Bet Rivers head coaching odds as we've got the coach of the year that I'm going to break down today. And I have a little wager on Nathaniel Hackett of the Broncos. But let's get into last night. It was a good one for the Avalanche. Not a good one for the uh, those of us that ate the chalk and bet the under or, or bet the over. The Avs are 10-2 in the playoffs. Lots of confidence in this team moving forward. I mean, this series is theirs. The goaltending situation is still a little fluid, but boy, Franco's made you feel a lot better last night. Avs blank the Oilers for zip. They got a 2-0 series lead. McKinnon, monster shot. Remember, Mark Springer, our Avs insider, yesterday came on. He goes, McKinnon's going over four and a half shots. Shoot, we should have said Altline over 11 shots, had three hits. Now, <clears throat> the other player prop, Evander Kane, did not go over three and a half shots. And that was wild, to be honest. He had two early shots in the game and then really didn't play much until the end. He punked out, though. Evander Kane, total punk. Headhunting, final moments of the contest. I mean, this is the problem with Evander Kane. This is what you're going to see at the end of a game. I'll tell you this much. If the Avs are down and they're ever down big in this series, I hope they go after the dude. Because what he did last night was completely complete bush league on a couple of occasions head hunting anyways Kadri three assists that onslaught of goals in the second period 
All from Kadri. Assist, assist, assist. Miko scored. Lekkonen scored. Manson scored. All three goals in that second period. All three of them came really fast, too. 3.58. 15 seconds later, after Lekkonen scored, Manson scored at 4.13. And then, less than two minutes later, Miko the Frico with a goal. Primary assist on all three of them. Nice Kadri. Mm, that looked good. So let's get into the goaltending situation. Francois was terrific. He saved all 24 shots. And it really is impressive how the defense limited the Oilers' scoring chances last night. Oh, and also happy second, 32nd birthday to uh, Francois today. Frankie is celebrating his birthday. Short dude, right-handed glove, great night. Good job, Frankie. So I don't think there's a goalie controversy per se now. He saved all 24 shots last night. The defense tightened up. Uh, I'd just go with Frankie again, even if Darcy's healthy. After what you saw from Francois last night, and we really haven't seen greatness from Darcy in the playoffs here. Can the Avs win the cup with Francois and Nett? Still a question mark. Can they win this series? Absolutely. I mean, I would let Francois lose the job rather than handing it immediately to Darcy Kemper. Okay? And after the game, Bednar would not commit either. He said, we'll see. We'll evaluate the game. We'll talk to Darcy and Frankie, and we'll make our decision. So we will see, but I think Francois should remain between the pipes. Avs moving forward, this team could play either way. They can score. They can defend. That's what you want to see from this team. And again, as the series rolls on, if they get to the Stanley Cup Finals, which I think they will, you know, there'll be a lot, oh, there's goaltending situation with the, with the Avalanche. It's questionable. It's not nearly as good as what's going on with Tampa Bay or the Rangers. But the fact that this team defends so well, and nobody talks about it because all their offensive firepower, this team defends so well, they got a sh chance to do whatever they want at this point. Uh, they've held Connor McDavid. They held him down last night. He's had four shots in the series so far and one goal. Now, 85% of the tickets on the total were on the over last night. We lost that, seven, seven and a half. Ate the chalk, and we died from the chalk. Uh, the money line, 82% of the money, 69% of the tickets on the avalanche. That hit. The puck line, winning by two or more goals, 69% of the money, 51% of the tickets. Hit. Over. 75% of the money, 85% of the tickets did not hit. And there's where the books made a ton of money. Now, favorites improved to 2-1 so far in the conference finals. They're 49-27 and 27 overall in the playoffs. Home teams are 3-0 this round, 47-29 overall. And the overs are just 2-1 this round, but they've been hitting at 56.8% overall through the playoffs. And the unders were 13-9 in the second round. So I'm just looking at some of these uh, trends so far in the playoffs and the home teams really have been rolling so far uh the abs one more thing on them they have not had any trouble scoring on mike smith these first two games none whatsoever i mean eight and four i don't think frankie's pitching a shutout tomorrow but let's look at the game two lines and also remember this too I think you need to take this into account if you're handicapping this game. The Oilers were called for seven penalties last night. I think that completely evens out in game three up in Edmonton. And I think that there's going to be more power plays for the Oilers and less power plays 
for the Avalanche. And I'll say there's a five on three there. The Oilers did a pretty good job on the PK last night. But here we go. The total drops to seven. Remember, it went up to seven and a half. The total drops to seven for game three. Again, up in Edmonton. Uh, juice to the under at minus 112. The over is minus 106. Avs team total three and a half. Minus 129 to the over. Minus 103 to the under. So uh, heavily juiced to the over there. The money line, now this is where it gets good because you're not going to have to lay the 190 or the 180 or the 175. Avs money line, minus 136 at Bet Rivers. You think they take a 3-0 series lead. Oilers plus 116. The puck line, plus 170 for the Avalanche. So here's what I'll do. I'm going right back to this again. I think the Oilers have a better offensive performance than they did last game. I think the Avalanche still put them the, the, their four goals up in the next game. Three to four goals. The Oilers will score. I'm rolling with the over seven. Already bet it. Minus 106 on Bet Rivers. Is it going to be the chalk? I'm not sure, to tell you the truth. I, I, I wonder, because it's so reactionary. So many people are just reactionary. What happened last game? And I think we got caught up in that. I got caught up in that a little bit. Wow, this series is going to go this way. Not taking into account, or at least I brought it up. I didn't take it into account enough that Mike Smith is great in game twos after game ones. Well, he wasn't great last night. He gave up four goals, but he was better at least, right? Gave up half the goals that they had given up before. Let's go with the over. Exact outcome of the series. Abs to sweep is now plus 170 at Bet Rivers. To win in five is plus 200. To win in six, plus 475. And to win in seven, plus 800. I mean, if you did not get in on the pre-series bets, abs and five is looking a little bit better. I'm on abs and five and abs and six. Uh, if you think the Oilers are going to come back, win this in six, you're getting 25 to one. Oilers in seven, plus 1,300. That is number one on the front range for the four biggest sports stories on the front range. Number two, I'm sticking with hockey. Yeah, I'm sticking with hockey. This will actually be 1A. I'll make the Broncos in the NFL number two. 1A was the Avs. 1B is this one. You want to talk about a trend. One of the greatest trends in the history of the NHL postseason. The Lightning are 17-0 and after a loss the last three preseasons. I have jumped on the last three games. So the first 14, throw them out the window. I got on it 15, 16, and 17 and 0. And I'm going back to it tonight. Okay? They also dominate these games. They've scored nearly four goals per game and give up 1.6 per contest. Who's the guy that's been between the pipes all 17 of those games? Andre Vasilevsky. He is not going to be as bad as he was in game one. He's got a 141 goals against with five shutouts. And a 942 save percentage coming off a loss. Yeah, Lightning minus 129. I'm on the Lightning minus 129. That is the bet tonight at Bet Rivers. It's, again, not a big trends guy, but when you got 17 in a row over three years with a core that's the same, yeah, I'm taking that too. All right, number two on the front range, four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. Let's talk some Broncos. Let's talk some NFL. Why? Well, A, it's the Broncos in the NFL, and we all love it. And uh, number two, we're 100 days from the first Sunday of the 2022 NFL regular season. Just 100 days. I mean, that's not that bad. Uh, let's handicap the NFL Coach of the Year Award. Already did the Defensive Player of the Year Award. 
Patrick Sertan at 101 worth a sprinkle there. Uh, we did Offensive Player of the Year. Didn't feel great about anybody on the Broncos. Is there anybody from the Broncos in the Head Coach of the Year award that I like? Well, let's figure it out. Huh? This could be fun because I really do believe that Nathaniel Hackett is going to be in the mix to win the Coach of the Year award. Think about it. He's got a terrific quarterback now. He's got an elite defense. He's inheriting a team that has sucked over the last six years and been a bottom feeder over the last five years. What is it? Three out of the last four years, they finished in last place. Just absolutely unacceptable what we're seeing. Nathaniel Hackett is at plus 1,600 to win the coach of the year. So he's got a perennial loser over the half, last half decade, 7-10 and 10 in last place in the division again last year. If the Broncos can manage 12 wins and win that AFC West, I think he's got to be right there. And I'm getting 16-1 to 1 plus 1,600. The biggest detractor here is that the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to be tough to take down. But if the path is there, and the Broncos can actually win the AFC West, I think Nathaniel Hackett is going to be in the mix. Am I a little biased? Yeah. But do I think there's a path to that? Absolutely. Plus 1,600 Nathaniel Hackett. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Now, over the last 10 years, the recipient of the award has won 11 games or more. So again, now we got a 17-game season. I'm thinking 12 is the magic number. And when you look back at recent history... The AP gives it to a newcomer quite a bit. Sean McVay in 2017. The next year, Matt Nagy, who no longer has a job. Kevin Stefanski in 2020. Okay, so 17, 18, and 20. Now, what about the veterans that won there? Harbaugh, John Harbaugh with the Ravens won in 2019. Vrabel in 2021. All right, so let's look at some of these other odds. Brian Dable is the odds-on favorite to win Coach of the Year. I don't get it. I'm not touching this play. He's the Giants head coach. They stink. They don't look like a team that could finish even close to nine wins. Now, if he turns Daniel Jones into a legitimate NFL quarterback, okay. I don't think that, that happens. Cross the favorite off. I'm not even bothering with that one. Number two on that list, Doug Peterson, former Eagles coach now at the Jaguars. What's the path? He's not getting them to 12 wins. He's not getting them to 11 wins. I think this would be interesting if he took them from the doormat to a nine and eight record, maybe at least in the mix for that final wild card. They've just been the doormat of the league the past couple of years. But if he can get Trevor Lawrence on track, because that place was such a disaster last year, if he could just manage to get Trevor Lawrence on track and that defense coached up, then he'll be in the mix. Am I betting it? No. Is he in the mix? Yes. Now, I don't understand this next one. Dan Campbell, the Lions, is getting the most wagers of, and the most money of any coach in the league and multiple books. I don't see the Lions being competitive. I, I just don't understand the hype. Somebody want to explain this to me? Plus 1,500. I was trying to read around. You know, why would you bet Dan Campbell? I, I don't know why you would bet Dan Campbell. At best, he's got the third team in the... In his division with the Packers, the Vikings ahead of him, and the Bears. So I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. I don't think they turn around. They don't have the quarterback and Jared Goff. 
Uh, defensively, they have issues. I'm not buying it. Uh-uh. Let's move on to the next one. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. So he comes in, takes over a team that has been a massive underachiever. O'Connell at 15 to 1. So he's tied with uh, Nick Sirianni and Dan Campbell at 15 to 1. Why do we go O'Connell? Well, the Vikings have an excellent offense. Great playmakers. I talked to you about the offensive player of the year. Justin Jefferson was one of my bets. He's got Jefferson. He's got Cook. They need to improve the running game. They didn't get great blocking last year. And they reached the, They haven't reached the playoffs in three seasons. But the last two years, they've been competitive just under 500. Seven and nine, and then eight and nine. And defense was the issue. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. Now, they gave up 383 yards per game, third most in the league. And I'm not sure a 10 and seven season is going to be enough for O'Connell to win, but I could see a 10 and seven season. And if he gets him to 11 and six, then that's pretty nice odds. I'm going to pass on him too, though. Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach. Told you about him at plus 1500, 15 to one. If he figures out how to get Jalen Hurts and that offense rolling, then he's going to be in the mix. It's possible. Uh, he's got to figure out how to get Jalen Hurts to be more accurate. Can't just run around the whole time. But I don't see 11 wins in the Eagles' future. If they get there, they manage to get to 11-6, and six, even 12-5, and five, and win that division, then okay, he, he'll be there. And we can reassess after the season starts. But Sirianni's not a play for me. Again, Nathaniel Hackett, 16-1 to one plus 1,600, takes over the loser. Going to turn him around into a winner. Quarterback, defense, everything's working. Thumbs up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it at plus 1,600. Nathaniel Hackett will throw a sprinkle there. A couple other guys in the mix. Brandon Staley. For me, it, it can't, do I want to bet Hackett or do I want to bet Staley? I don't want to put two guys in the same division and have them eat off of each other, right? I, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. Um, Staley, the boy wonder struggled, right? Struggle with the outcomes of his stat-based coaching method. And I still think that he's on the right track. I really do. I'm, I'm a fan of this kid. He's a kid because I'm older than him now. But that could bounce the other way. You know, he, he, he was taking shots on fourth down. More often than not, they didn't work for him. But it could easily switch the other way and just become more balanced. I could, because I think the process is good. The problem with him is that he's just not flexible enough between the numbers and feel. And he cost his team a shot to the playoffs last year because he just bet with, he just bet on numbers. So, all right, numbers going to win this for me instead of looking at game situation and saying, okay, here's my feel. And I think we can win it this way. If I had to pick between one of the two, listen, the chargers are the team that's getting all the hype, all the hype. Justin Herbert, uh, they, we, we got better defensively. I'm not going to buy it till I see it with the Chargers, okay? So, no Brandon Staley for me right now. Here's my other bet. Plus 2,500, 25 to 1. How about the Bills head coach, Sean McDermott? It's a good bet for me. Bills got a shot at the best record in the NFL. Again, Vrabel did that last year, right? There's a definite route for McDermott to have his team as the number one team in the NFL. Um, a 15 and two, a 14 and three record. Is anybody really saying that that's going to be out of reach? <clears throat> best team in the AFC, best record in the NFL. I think you gotta, you gotta consider him. Um, and again, we like the new coaches because there's a history there. 
but there's also recent history, two of the last five, where you have a veteran coach. And I think this is the Bills' year to really make the run, and I think they're going to dominate during the regular season. And I think Sean McDermott is going to get the love he deserves. Uh, the last guy I wanted to throw in contention here is Bill Belichick. You're like, Bill Belichick, that guy's still around? Yeah, he's still around, 25 to 1. Okay, so here, here you go. Getting the Patriots back to winning the AFC East, to me, would vault him near the top. Heading into the final month of the regular season last year, Bill Belichick was the favorite to win the coach of the year, and they just could not get over the hump down the stretch. You know, we'll, we'll see if he turns Mac Jones into Tom Brady part two, because that's what people are expecting. I doubt he's expecting that. But if this team gets back and somehow, some way, the Bills falter or Josh Allen injury or they just underachieve and Belichick to figure out a way to get to 12 and five and win the AFC East again, he's going to be in the mix. I'm just going to take a safer shot at McDermott and I'm going to go Nathaniel Hackett. Those are my two best bets for the Coach of the Year in 2020 on Bet Rivers, Nathaniel Hackett plus 1,600. Sean McDermott plus 2,500. Number three on the front range for the four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Let's go to the NBA Finals. Celtics used that huge fourth quarter to beat the Warriors 120 to 108. They gave Golden State their first home playoff loss of the season. Game went over the total. Celtics covered the four and they hit the money line. Again, yesterday, Jonathan Von Tobel from VEASAN comes on, says, back the Celtics, that's what I did, and we won some money there. Game two lines are as follows. Celtics plus four and a half, plus 145 on the money line. They're dogs again. Golden State minus 177 on the money line, 212 and a half is the total. So one way to approach this, um, this series, really, if you like the Warriors in the game, I wouldn't hit the money line, you could take them at minus four and a half. That's fine. I don't have plays there. But the Warriors are now down to plus 140 to win the series. And Boston flips to the favorite at minus 175. I don't have a play on game two. You can check it out. Hit me up on Twitter at Holden Radio. Ask me some questions if you want to. Closer to game time tomorrow, or Sunday, I should say. But if you like Golden State to win the series still, and you're not freaked out just because Boston got hot for a quarter and took them down, which is what I saw happen, this is the time to back the Warriors. Plus 140. If they win game two, they might not be dogs again in the series. Number four on the front range four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. More pitching woes for the Rockies. Austin Gomber got rocked again. Nine runs and in five innings. Wonderful trade for Nolan Arenado, guys. Uh, it, but listen, Gomber was just stuck out there. He had to eat innings. They're like, sorry, man. You, you got to give up more runs because you're going to have to stay out there. Our bullpen's taxed from the doubleheader when there were 800 runs scored two days ago against the Marlins. Colorado, last place, NL West. They went 16-11. They've lost 17-23. of 23. The pitchers have a 6-2-9 ERA. That's a horrible, horrible staff ERA over the last 23 games. They lead the majors in errors with 42. But I told you yesterday, hit William Contreras over one and a half bases, sprinkle on a home run, those bets cashed, the over cashed, and we're going right back to the over again tonight. More of a field play than anything else because Max Freed, the lefty, good pitcher on the mound for the Braves tonight, but we get nice temps again, low 70s, winds blowing out to left field at 10 miles an hour. The Rockies bullpen is going to have to pitch again tonight. Chad Cool's not going to go that deep. 
I bet you Freed gets touched up a couple of times. The Rockies can hit left-handers, and they hit well at home. Braves team total, six and a half juice to the under. Rockies team total, four and a half. Uh, I am on the over 11 on Bet Rivers. And if this thing even drops under 10 at some point in time, I'll probably get back in and bet it live. Yep. All over the over tonight. Again, a little chalky, but I'm going to back it. Next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers, my friend Joe Madden. She's going to join us. Talk about the Avs victory last night, preview game three in Edmonton, and we'll look at tonight's game between the Lightning and the Rangers. That's next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. As promised, Joe Madden, the Joe Madden podcast, sweeping the sports landscape here. Joe, it's always a pleasure to be on your show on Thursdays. Looks like it's getting some good traction, too. So before we get into talking some hockey, how's the podcast going overall? It's going great. I love it. I love having you on every Thursday. People are loving your insight into everything. And it's so much fun meeting different people in this industry and getting their opinions on what's happening in sports. Well, they must have loved my over in the Rockies game, my player props that hit. And then they must have really loved me eating the chalk and losing the over last night in the hockey game man we talked about this too uh, mike smith was a lot better in game twos but that oilers offense whoo they had they had some problems running up against a, a tightened up abs defense last night absolutely we look at the block shots kale mccarr was able to block all of the defense really stepped up for colorado last night and they protected your goalie in there, not allowing those shots on goal. It was a fantastic game out of the Colorado Avalanche. I wonder if there's going to be talk here in town about a goaltending controversy. Personally, I think Francois played well enough tonight that even if Kemper's healthy, you let Francois lose the job. You know, he either stays out there and makes a run through the cup finals or you let him lose the job. What are your thoughts on the goaltending situation here in Colorado? What do you think happens? How does it play out? I agree with you. I was shocked to see that Kemper is listed as the goalie starting tomorrow night. Um, I think Francois played so fantastically. Even those high danger shots he got on him, he was able to stop. I think he's rolling hot. You stay with the hotter goalie. We saw Kemper let in some weaker shots in that first game. So I think you have to stick with Francois. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, what's going on with the Oilers in your eyes? I mean, they shut down everybody last night. McDavid, uh, yeah, McDavid only has, what, four shots on goal in the series and a goal. Uh, what's going on with the Oilers? Can they bounce back in game three? They could bounce back, but I think the problem here is the strength of the defense of Colorado for Edmonton. They haven't been able to face this, and then Colorado is just coming at Mike Smith in waves, getting those shots. I believe they got something like 40 shots on goal last night um, for those going in. They're not used to that. Edmonton isn't used to that power. So I think for Edmonton, they have to stay out of the penalty box for one, not make these stupid penalties. But can they control themselves? Edmonton is known for when they get down. 
to get chippy, get feisty out there and shoot themselves in the foot. Well, that's what pissed me off last night. Evander Kane has a reputation. He lived down to it last night, you know? Yeah. They're taking cheap shots at the end of the game. And I am concerned about that going forward. But at this point, I'm not feeling great about my abs in six and abs in seven. I know that a lot can change. I know that the Oilers are going to come out and make some type of adjustment. But they just look overmatched every single position on the ice. Yeah, they absolutely do. And I wouldn't be shocked if Colorado gets the first win in Edmonton, takes this series three to nothing, and then Edmonton, with their backs against the wall, is able to answer back in game four. I could really see that playing out here. It's just Edmonton hasn't looked consistent enough on that ice. Yeah, they, they, they look bad. So any leans here in game number three in Edmonton? I mean, it seems like you might be leaning toward a 3-0 series lead. For the Avalanche, uh, totals back down to an even seven. Uh, Avs money line minus 136, Oilers plus 116, and the puck lines Avs plus 170. I'm rolling with the over already. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to have to roll with the over as well in this one. I think we do see Edmonton able to get some goals in this, but I do lean to Colorado for the win. I think they win this one in regulation. When we look at the series, though, the home team has such an advantage going 7-1 and one in the last eight meetings, but the favorite 8-0 and oh in those last eight meetings as well, and the Avs. Five and one in the last six meetings. So while Edmonton does have home ice, I don't think it's that much of an advantage here for them. Yeah, uh, and this is this is not going the way I thought it was going. I didn't think it was going to be this easy for the Avs through two games because game one was a blowout and they let up in, yeah. in the third period. And last night there was just no shot. There was there was no offensive attack. There was no period of time last night where I was worried that Edmonton was going to get on the board. No, not, not at all. Power play. No, not one bit. It really looked like. The puck was completely tr controlled by Colorado last night. There was no moments where Edmonton really looked like they were even going to score, in my opinion. Yeah. So, again, I think, you know, we're going there. Seven penalties called on Edmonton. I don't think that happens. I think it evens out. and We get some, we get some goals in game number three. Let's hope that happens. Okay, tonight, my favorite trend in the history of sports. Lightning 17-0 after a loss in the last three postseasons. Like, I didn't jump onto this until it was 14-0, but I'm on it now. And I just went off the trend. It has nothing to do with it. You know, the Rangers have won seven in a row at home. But this here, you know the Lightning are bringing it tonight. Vasilevsky's been a net for all 17 games, and I think he brings it tonight. But can they? I look at this, and the New York Rangers completely dominated over Tampa Bay in the last game. I know this is such a strong trend, but trends are made to be broken. I'm going to try my luck with the New York Rangers tonight. I just think Igor Sisterkin is playing absolutely phenomenal. I know Tampa is going to completely bring it, but I think this is a hard battle in the garden. I'm also looking at the Rangers team total over two and a half at minus 106. So I think... Wow. That's amazing. You're not even, you're not buying into it at all. I, you think that Tampa Bay looked like crap in game one and you think they're going to look like crap in game two? Yeah, I do. I think it's going to happen. 
I really do. These trends have to break at some point. I could be completely on the wrong side of it. I think the strongest play is the Rangers team total over two and a half because if they're going to win this one, um, they have to get three goals on Veselovsky. I know he came out slower in the last game, but something about this Rangers team, they are just digging so deep right now. They are. They're digging deep right now. There's no question about that. Boy. I'm going to roll with this trend, and I'm going to roll with the team that I think is better. You're going to go on the other side. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever, though. Um, do you have any thoughts on the NBA Finals tonight, baseball, anything else going on in your world, Joe? Uh, you know what? There's so much going on. My Blue Jays are playing today at 7 o'clock Eastern against the Minnesota Twins. I think we got a high-scoring one in that. I'm riding the over 9.5. I know it's mm. high, but... These bats have been hitting for the Toronto Blue Jays as of late. They're looking like the offensive team that we expected out of them. And the two pitchers we have up here with Kikuchi and Gonzalez here for the Twins, I can't trust in either of them. And we know we can't trust in the bullpen of the Toronto Blue Jays either. So I think that one goes over the nine and a half. And then for the NBA tonight, wow, it's another hard game. You know, we saw such a fantastic one last night. The total of 215.5, I think, is still a little low. I'm going to ride the over 215.5. Ooh, okay, okay. I like what I'm hearing here. Joe Madden, plug the podcast. It's a wonderful listen, and it's wonderful to show up on it. Yeah, absolutely. Join me, especially on Thursdays. Holden is on every Thursday there, but you can find my podcast at the Joe Madden Sports on Twitter and YouTube and anywhere you find your um, podcasts. I'm going to wrap it up right now for the weekend. I'm excited. We're going to go abs over. I've got Tampa Bay and Joe has the Rangers tonight. As far as NFL futures, I've got Nathaniel Hackett. And Sean McDermott as my futures bets. Hackett at 16 to 1. McDermott plus one uh, plus 2,500. And we'll go with the over in the Rockies tonight as well. For Joe Madden and my producer, Stephen Young, who I thank so much. I'm Holden Kushner. Thanks for checking out the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers and Go Avs.